Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Baseball Mainly. Baseball Mainly. Baseball Mainly. Baseball Mainly. Welcome to Baseball Mainly. Hey, welcome back to Baseball Mainly. This is Jess Monticello, and here with me today is Tom Mazaway. What up, buddy? I don't know what's up. You know, I'm usually the last to know. That's all right. We're talking baseball, right? Passing the time. Yeah, well, I could talk. Starting to get nice out. We're out there. You're throwing your arm out. Your kid's wearing you down. My shoulder's killing me. We just talked fantasy sport. We just talked fantasy uh, camps with Jerry Lewis of the Tigers. You're going to get back again this year, aren't you? You got the bug again. I do have the bug to go. It is, you know, it. I, I got to be honest with you about the baseball. It isn't. It isn't about the baseball. You know, it's fun to get up and take some swings yeah. and run the bases and feel the ball. It's the camaraderie. It really is. Yeah. I, I made some great friends down there, and I watched that video as I mentioned on our last show, and uh, saw a number of guys that I've been to camp with who's still going. They go every year, and uh, it's. Uh, it's a pretty cool vacation. Hell yeah, it is. I mean, they feed you, they give you clothes, they wash your clothes, you get to play baseball. You get a new new piece of uniform to wear. It's winter time. you're in Florida. And yeah, it's, that's the best part. Yeah. That's the best part. And, and you're on a nice, real baseball field. I don't know I, I don't know if I told you this story, but it, my, my favorite story from Fantasy Camp, first or second year I'm there, where they have a playoff on Friday. And it's one and done, right? You lose, you're out. So you have to win three games to win it. We won three games. So by the time you win the third game, it's late in the day. The teams that lost earlier in the day, they're all gone. There's just you and the team you beat in this clubhouse that will seat 120 guys. So I'm sitting there, and I'm just in a T-shirt and my sliding shorts, and I'm too tired to take them off and get to the shower, and I'm talking to a couple guys that are there and, in walks Ernie Harwell. Yeah. He sits down beside me, puts his arm around me, and says, How you doing, young fella? <laughs> and yeah. at that moment, I was on top of the world. Of course. To me, Ernie Harwell is my favorite person ever in baseball. A guy who didn't play. You couldn't argue. I could never argue with you there. Never. Anyway. Hey, we're brought to you again by Century Mortgage Lending. That's CenturyML.com. You can reach them at 248-258-4977. Century Mortgage Lending is an equal opportunity lender. Their NMLS number, 134525, Century Mortgage Lending. CenturyML.com, 248-258-4977. Refinance or get ready to buy that house. Call uh, Elizabeth or Paul over there, 248-258-4977. Hey, man, we have somebody wonderful on the phone we're going to talk some baseball with. Hey, talk about a, a place I'd like to play. I wouldn't mind playing wiffle ball at this guy's, by his, this guy's garage. <laughs> this is uh, Scott Green from Play at the Plate. Welcome, Scott. Hey, guys, how are you? Hey, we're Scott. Doing, we're doing great. We, we, I, I think on, on the, uh, we've got some... Uh, pictures of your garage that we're going to put up in a minute uh little fenway action yeah it looks it looks like the green monster and it's there's a picture of uh, kurt flood leaping for a fly ball there and yeah that, that's uh from the 1968 uh sports illustrated cover it said baseball's best center fielder of him making a catch at wrigley and then i have uh 
the girl who does all our graphic design. I told her what we wanted to do. I had the ivy on the house already, and she <laughs> she made up the 400-foot sign. Uh, she got it right from the uh, picture, and then uh, duplicated the flood piece and put it on like a thick board, and I affixed a couple of female PVC adapters to his back and secured a couple to the house and put some pipes on it, and Kurt's been uh, standing there and guarding the house for about five or six years. I love it. I like the Sitco sign the best. Uh, the Sitco sign was uh, a great find, I'll tell you. Um, a little story about the, the Fenway Park thing. I'm not a Red Sox fan. I, I, I do live in, you know, pseudo-quasi-Red Sox land because I come from Carl Yastrzemski land. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, two reasons i i did this one was i was able to get the real paint from fenway park sweet uh, benjamin moore put out a very limited time uh the fenway series i had to go up to rhode island to get the paint but i did it because uh, i had the great pleasure of playing there twice uh they opened their doors to us and no team that i've ever dealt with and many great ones i've had treated myself or our clients as good as the boston red sox and uh the line score is game two of the 2013 World Series. This is still a Cardinal house. And uh, <laughs> the nicest time I ever had at a ballpark was with my daughter. And we went to game two, compliments of the Red Sox. I knew we were Cardinal fans. I got a phone call two days before. And would you like a couple of tickets to the game? We had, I was like, hell yeah. So you take the ferry over and you're in Boston. And so that was my tribute to the Red Sox. And I did that by hand and painted everything and then i was gonna paint a sitco sign and just put it at the top so i decided to go to ebay and see you know maybe i could pick one up and a guy had one that lit up but he lived in tennessee and he wanted four hundred dollars for it plus shipping that was just not in the budget but i had the tournament at rickwood field in birmingham and i asked him i'm driving down i'm dropping back up how far off exit of uh, route 65 are you and he goes, oh, I'm like ten minutes. Wow. So I said, would you take if I came and picked it up? Would you take two hundred bucks for it? The guy said, sure. And I went wow. on the way home, picked it up, slid it into the back of the trailer, and it's actually on a sled. You don't see it from the other side of the roof, but it's on a very heavy sled that's never moved with all the wind that we have here. And that thing uh, lights up at night, and it's Jeez. it's wild. That is it's awesome. So great. <laughs> so. Uh, I wish my wife had a couple of barbecues back there, and people just said, lights up the backyard. The neighbors don't care for it, but screw them. Exactly. (laughs) I was going to say, you must have understanding neighbors, but. Uh, We we do. We do. Um, But the uh, flood piece, by the way, I also have in Lego at the bottom of my stairs. I'll send you a picture of that. That was done by Wayne Peltz, uh, probably our nation's preeminent Lego portrait artist who I met, he's the uh, equipment manager for the Cleveland Indians, and he does it as a sideline, and he's just fabulous. And he did that picture. And my business card, when we played at Wrigley, I wear 21 in honor of Kurt Flood. I went out to that spot and didn't jump as high, but jumped with my back to the camera, and uh, that's my cover of my business card. So uh, he meant a lot to me, and uh, I became extremely close friends with his daughter, Shelly. Jeez, uh, through all this, how cool! Talk is about that? a guy that's you know, uh, that's almost a forgotten warrior. That you're talking about, Kurt Flood for sure. Yeah, it's sort of sad because uh, not only was he a great uh, Kurt Flood was a very, 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 very good ball player, and he would have been a marginal Hall of Fame candidate had he not given up the last three or four years of his career. Um, but 
at the time, being, being a 13 or 14-year-old, and I just knew he left baseball, it was, I was shattered. Uh, he was my idol. I loved him. Um, so I didn't understand the reserve clause. And then not so years later that I really understand sure. uh, the sacrifice he made. Um, <clears throat> he had a troubled life. He wasn't, uh, you know, he, he he had some trouble. If you ever have the opportunity to see the HBO special on him, The Curious Case of Kurt Blood, oh, yeah. it really does a Saw fabulous it. job on him. It and, was really uh, good. I highly recommend it. But he had issues, but he knew he was not going to win. He knew he wouldn't get anything. He knew he was going to go broke. But he asked Marvin Miller, will this help players of the future? And he said, yes. And I said, I have to do it. And I consider him the second or third most influential figure in baseball history after Jackie Robinson. Wow. That's high praise. Uh, Without him... Baseball would not have uh, would not have free agency. Although he was not the first free agent, which people think he was never that. Um, but he opened the door for Messrs. Smith and uh, McNally a couple of years later, and you know, to the owners' chagrin or whatever, they you know were so worried about players making so much money, which they do. But the owners make just as much. Okay, if the owners couldn't pay him, they wouldn't pay him. So. Uh, he was instrumental. I mean, every player today should yeah. send something to the Kurt Flood Foundation. You but know, they don't. Something. But they don't. Yeah, of course they don't. Yeah, Actually, they uh, don't. a very sad yep. figure was only two or three players. I don't want to say who they are because I don't want to misname them. But only two or three current players when he died in 1995 or so uh, went to his funeral. And yeah. that's uh, sad. Very sad. Hey, we're talking with Scott Green from Play at the Plate. and uh, Friend of the program. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And one of my favorite people. I could listen to Scott talk baseball. Oh, all yeah. Day. I dig talking. I mean, did you watch? Last night here in Detroit, we got to watch, and I know you probably watched it live back like I did, 1976 Monday Night Baseball. It was the anniversary of the Tigers and the Yankees and Mark Fidrich when he made his debut on Monday Night Baseball and lit it up. Hour and 52 minutes, shut down the Yankees, obviously became rookie of the year. What do you remember about Mark Fidrich, Scott? Um, actually, I thought he was just fabulous. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, a tremendously too short career. Yep. He was a breath of fresh air that the game certainly needed then. I think baseball was in trouble then. And I had the great privilege of meeting him in England. Uh, I went over, I was a you know, I have certain loves and passions in my life, and one of them is the rock group Jethro Tull, and I went to England to <laughs> go to eight or ten shows with my brother, and we checked into a hotel in Manchester, England, and I'm looking at Doug DeSensei's, Bill Gardner, Tim Foley, and Mark Fidrich. I sit in the lobby. I said, what are you guys doing here? He goes, oh, we're with MLB Alumni Association. We're playing the English uh, national baseball team tomorrow at the cricket ground. You got to come out and watch us. What are you guys doing? I, I ended up getting somebody tickets for the show, and they ended up getting us tickets to go watch the, the game the next day. Nice. And uh, I think Bob Bella threw out the first pitch, and, uh, and I got a chance to meet Mark, and uh, he was genuinely kind and nice, and I was heartbroken when I uh, learned just a few years ago that he had passed away. Oh, yeah. So, uh, but so he tragically. Was just fabulous. Actually, I was watching, uh, it was Albert Pujols Day on. Uh, the MLB Network, so I was tuned into that yesterday. Uh, oh, there you go. And you know what? Uh, speaking of Fitterich, he had a Red Sox tie, kind of tie in with you. Um, in what way? Didn't he finish up with the Red Sox? Didn't he finish his career with the Red Sox? 
Did Rich? I thought he did. I don't know. Um, I'm not sure. I, I think he. I think I thought he was always with the Tigers and just got the, the yeah. sore arm, and that was it. No, yeah, I think I think, Rich, the, I think, no, the I, Red think he, I think his whole major league career was with Detroit. I well, maybe he wound up. In, maybe he wound up in Pawtucket then, or something like that. I know he wound yeah. up with, with the with the Sox. I'll look it up. That could have happened. That could have happened. Yeah, hey, Scott, certainly. Scott, um, we we I looked at his stats today. He he pitched twenty four complete games in nineteen seventy six. He yeah, was nineteen uh, those... and nine with a two thirty four ERA and a one oh eight WHIP. Yeah. I mean, how did they lose nine games? <laughs> I mean, you know, even the great year that Gibson had one point one two, and he was only twenty two and nine the same year that uh, McLean went thirty one. How do you lose nine games? Well, I'll tell you how. <laughs> he lost five one nothing games and four two one games, and yeah. uh, that's how you lose nine games. Interesting stat, by the way. Not to change the subject, but Bob Gibson was never had 28 complete games that year. Had six more complete games than he had victories, and was never removed from the game from the mound the entire season. He was wow. pinch hit for once in the ninth inning, but Shane Dinks never came out and took the ball from him <laughs> that entire season. Red knew better. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. Red actually, Red was a, a, a super manager. Uh, very underrated. He knew he had veteran players, and he just let them play. There wasn't much on rules. And after Red Shandings left, the Cardinals had a, you know, a tough time in the seventies uh, with, you know, Burn Rap and some other man. I mean, Ken Boyer was a little bit a great player, a little bit of a disciplinarian, and you know, Ted Simmons wanted to wear his hair long, and they busted his balls about it. And so it, it was, you know, one thing after another. But uh, Red was a, a very good manager. He did fight. Uh, I'm talking about Fitterich. He did in '81. The Tigers let him go, outright release. He signed as a free agent with the Red Sox. He played wow. played for one of their minor league teams. I'm sure it was Pawtucket. His torn rotator cuff was not diagnosed, left untreated, never healed, and he retired at 29. Doctor James wow. Andrews discovered the torn rotator cuff and operated, but the damage was already done. They did not figure it out. That, that, that's something. Would have been different yeah. today, yep. for sure. Unbelievable. So there, there he is. There's, there's the Red Sox connection. My bad. Yeah. There were a lot of pitchers back then, and going back before Fidrich, um, and one comes to mind, uh, I hate to keep blowing the Cardinals horn, but no, it turned don't. out he was a good pitcher. <laughs> but his name was Ray Washburn. And Ray Washburn, when he came up, he was going to be the next Cy Young. And he had a bad shoulder which was probably a rotator cuff injury which would never got repaired and he basically toughed it for like eight or nine years and always won 12 or 13 games on the back end of a cardinal rotation that had gibson carlton larry jaster and ray washburn and uh but he was supposed to be the next big thing and uh, unfortunately an arm arm injury like many guys like john warden perhaps uh you know, suffered, and they just the medical knowledge then wasn't what it is today. Did you guys see what ESPN's going to try to do now? What? They're going to air six Korean baseball games a week. The yeah, season, it started this morning at 1 in the morning. It was the KC, the NC Dinos against the Samsung Lions. By the way, the Samsung Lions are... They have the same colors as ours, Detroit Lions. By the way, I just want to let you know that. So they have their they have Carl Ravitch, Eduardo Perez, John Shambi, Kyle Peterson, Jess Mendoza. They're going to have the call of the game from their house 
So they're gonna. This this is Dixon Machado homered on opening day for the Samsung Lions. By the way, former Tiger. The uh, this it's just. Uh, are you gonna watch Korean baseball? I might watch it. I might. I who, listen, you got to watch a little. I yeah. actually I heard that they're gonna have uh, paper cutouts as fans in the stands. <laughs> Yeah, that would be hilarious if we could. It is. If they I, could pull I, I that off. They're not going to play in front of anybody, right? But they're going to be paper cutouts. I think. Uh, you know, I was just off the, uh, on the phone today because uh, you know we've had to cancel a couple of our events, our biggest one. I am very happy to say that we sent out an email to our clients who registered for our April event at Dodger Town that the tentative dates are October first. Are you going to come and? Nine out of ten guys said, hell yeah, we'll be there. So I'm very happy about that. But I called uh, Field of Dreams this morning to see uh, what was happening out there because we have an event. That's my next scheduled event, August, early August, and I'm working for MLB if the Yankees-White Sox game happens there. But they are building the field and expecting that to happen. And they're loosening up uh, some of the restrictions at the restaurants and stuff in town. So, you know, hopefully uh, by then it's – Things are going to be cleared up. I mean, it's only been six weeks since quarantine, and I'm about to go freaking <laughs> nuts. I got to be honest with you. <laughs> um, He's got the. Uh, I, I, actually, I'm parked right now. I had to get out of the house. I I, I took a drive. <laughs> I'm parked. I'm I'm overlooking beautiful Shinnecock Inlet, and I'm watching the fishing boats come in. There's the ocean. People are walking around without masks on. I mean, uh, it's pathetic. I've done and, that uh, yesterday. I hopped in the car. I just wanted to make some phone calls instead of doing them at home. I went in my car. I went to a, like a vacant lot. And it was just just so beautiful out yesterday. Opened the windows and made my calls. I felt like I got yeah, out. Yeah, I felt the same way. I had to get out of the house, and uh, I'm finishing up my uh, grandchildren's the front yard project with the AstroTurf. I came to putting the seams together, which are not matching up because it wasn't cut all the same length. So I'm pulling my hair out with this now. But, uh, yeah, I needed to get the hell out of the house, and it's uh, it's been a cool spring here. It hasn't been that warm but it's sunny and beautiful and i'm very fortunate to live uh, in a beautiful location so scott you can i'm uh, out here talking to you guys and loving every second of it at, at this point i think joe and i will still be coming october unless, good unless good. something terrible i, I hope happens. so listen i want to see uh you know I, i'm happy about that i did speak to my uh connection uh, my lifelong friend chris Eason down at 15 ballpark in west Palm that the Astros and Nationals have their spring training uh, at. And the Fantasy Camp World Series is still a go for October 22nd and 25th, and I really want to see a Detroit Tigers team there. We have a couple from the Mets, one or two from the Rockies. The Red Sox are bringing one or two. The Twins are coming. I think we can get a Yankee team and a Giants team, and we could have six to eight teams and have a great tournament in late October at a beautiful facility and all the amenities that we're famous for. So I want to see a Tigers team there. Well, I think John Warden was trying to put that together. I told him yeah, he, he, is. he could yep. count me in if uh, if uh, he I could. I think Johnny it. and I are hoping. I mean, I'm, I'm going to hire John for uh, the one- or two-day camp for MLB in uh, August to feel the dream. So hopefully uh, that happens. I, I really hope it does. I mean, I love the people out there. They're so geared up for it. It's such a windfall for the town. Um, I mean, if you've never been to Dyersville, Iowa, I mean, you're talking small town America in every facet and every way. So uh, they're hoping and uh, really got their fingers crossed that that event is going to happen this year. Um, I will tell you that I've got great friends in uh, Cooperstown. One of them works for me uh, 
beautiful woman who uh, amasses a lot of information for us. And Cooperstown is in trouble, uh, big trouble. And yeah. uh, they've lost their one of their biggest uh, revenue producers, Dreams Park, a 23-field facility that has 1,700 teams come up, travel baseball. They, of course, lost the induction ceremony this year, which was going to be probably the biggest since Cal Ripkins, uh, with Derek Jeter going in and then throw in Larry Walker and you'd get some Cardinal fans for Ted Simmons. And, uh, you know, they are closed right now. The Hall of Fame is closed. Uh, there's nothing happening in that town. It's a small town for starters. Um, I have not heard of Doubleday Field is going to open up, or I think they're closed as we speak. I'm pretty sure they are. Uh, you talk about a small town that's taken a hit because of this uh, pandemic. Uh, Cooperstown, New York, is probably on the top of the list. Sure. So we're hoping to get there in September just to show support to the town. They so, can bounce uh, back. Don't, don't you think they could bounce back, Scott? Oh, they will, but it's going to be tough. And when you're, when, you know, they're almost, you know, barely self sustaining in the wintertime. They've got to have that summer revenue. I mean, I'm lucky. I live in. I live in a summer resort. Yeah, the Hamptons is what it is. But there's enough industry here and enough people that we can support ourselves now, unlike it was 30 years ago, uh, that we're a year-round community. Cooperstown is not that, okay? And if they opened up, if the town opens up fully in September or October, the only traffic they're going to get is people who want to go to the Hall of Fame. And that will be, you know, sketchy at best. I mean, we're talking... Uh, the Dreams Park hit, and they pulled the plug early. They didn't wait. They pulled the plug back in March. That, that we're not even going to bother. Oh, boy, that sent major repercussions through the town. I mean, restaurants that would normally open just for the summer months uh, wouldn't even think about opening now. Uh, another company, uh, you know, going back to Dyersville, uh, Baseballism, which is a baseball apparel yeah. company, and they make pretty cool things. You know, they put up a store, and I'm not going to lie to you, I'm not thrilled about it, but they put up a store in the, uh, built it, and the uh, Field of Dreams parking lot. They took the old little uh, gift shop away, and baseballism was hopefully going to capitalize on the Yankees-White Sox uh, game this year and get a lot of foot traffic, and they're dying big time. And this is just a couple of guys who had a great idea and took it, I mean, uh, and you read some articles about them. They're hurting big time. And uh, and they got a store in Cooperstown right on Main Street. And, yeah, it's, uh, it's a difficult situation uh, up there. So I, I'm hoping that, you know, this can't end fast enough for me, but we're certainly hoping that we go up there in September for our event. We hope that the town opens up and at least get some traffic from the guys using Doubleday Field. So we'll see what happens there. But they're, they're really hurting big time. Well, let's get on to something a little more uh... – happy yeah well you know uh, uh tom uh scott always has these great trivia questions yeah so I, I have a trivia question for scott all right i didn't notice one either by the way you didn't no who is the only baseball mvp never to be in an all-star game kirk gibson <laughs> ah, you know everything you're good scott I, I yeah, that's amazing. That. That Kirk Gibson was never an all-star. I, I can't Noel believe was it. Never an all-star. Who the hell? Tim Salmon. Oh, Tim, Tim Salmon made player. never. Mr. Angel never made an all-star team. Chris Berman would call him Tim Sockeye Salmon. <laughs> yep, hell of a nice guy. I worked with him my very first uh, fantasy camp for MLB. Lovely man. 
Uh, great person. Yeah, I just that's just I got lucky with that, Jess. How could Gibby not make an All Star game? Are you kidding me? Yeah, tell me. That's it's amazing. It's amazing. Wow. Uh, yeah, and you know what? I, he may even hold the record for the lowest batting average for a guy who did win the Emmy. I mean, he only hit two seventy seven that year, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I think um, I think he hit about two ninety that year. Did he? Yeah, but he that was the highest of his career, and I think he hit twenty five bombs. Uh, and he, but he also stole like thirty bases. I don't know exactly how many bases he stole, but you know that guy could fly as well. Uh, yeah, he was uh, he, he was a a great player. He really was a, not a Hall of Famer by any stretch, right. but uh, you'd, you'd go to you'd go to battle with that guy. I mean, if you had to be in a foxhole, I, I can't think of right on. ten major leaguers. I mean, he'd be one of the ten I'd want to be in a foxhole with. I've said this. Uh, I've said sure. this to my son many times. I don't care if he's gone 0 for 3 throughout the game. It's the ninth inning, and you need you need a big hit. That's the guy I want up there because he's got ice water in his veins. Yep. He, he just and he, no and fear. And he produced big hits. Yeah, he you know, did. in World Series play for the Tigers, the Dodgers. I mean, the guy was a winner. Plain and said, the that's guy it. was a winner. Winner. So, hey, hey, Scott, I, mean, I hear the music. We're going to have to run, but uh, they can still visit your website at playattheplate.org, and hopefully you'll get some uh, – uh, you'll get some chances to play this year. Yeah, <laughs> we're hoping <laughs> yeah, for sure. Hey, thanks. We've got Scott. some time before the next one, so we're gonna, you know, we're not spinning our wheels trying to do too much. We're letting things settle down. But uh, listen, baseball is gonna come back. We're all gonna come back. This will be over. Um, we just have to do the right thing now, so yeah. it does come back. So uh, all our listeners, do what's right That's and right. protect yourself, protect others. And you do. We'll be uh, on the baseball field enjoying our national game. For sure. Hey, we got to run, Scott. Thanks for joining us. Really a pleasure talking with you. Guys, thanks as always. Be good, Scott. Stay healthy. Bye-bye, Tom. Hey, for David and Angel in the back, and for Tom Mazaway and Jess Monticello, for Baseball Mainly, let's play two.